Well, good morning. Glad you're here this morning. It's a beautiful morning, isn't it? We're going to begin our worship time together this morning by reading from 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verses 23 through 25, and then 28 through 29. I'll read the first slide, then I'll ask you to read in unison the second slide. Would you stand as we prepare our hearts to receive worship this morning? Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Proclaim His salvation day after day. Declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Bring an offering and come before Him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of His holiness. We will worship the Lord. Dr. Lambright is going to lead us in worship this morning, and let's join with him in singing. Isn't it good to have uh, Dr. Adig back from sabbatical? <laughs> After uh, a day. <laughs> let's sing, My Faith Has Found a Resting Place. Tim McKithen, if he would come and lead us in a prayer. As Tim is coming, uh, let's remember to pray for our students. Uh, this is their first week. Now I know our online uh, session A is well, well, in. it's in the fifth week, and, and soon section B will begin. And uh, then our students are gathering each night this week here on campus. I'm thankful for the hard work that, uh, that uh, has been put in to get this class here. And we want to pray for God's sustaining grace to be on each and every student as they enter into these classes. I also would ask you, Tim, to pray for the Kentucky District today. Um, I was at their assembly this summer, and Gene Wells, their district superintendent, died of a heart attack uh, this week. And Gene uh, uh, was a wonderful, wonderful man of God, great preacher, great leader. And I know that, uh, that that family and that district would appreciate our prayers this morning. Let's join our hearts in prayer together. Tim Leeds. Let's pray. Our precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence this morning. We sense you here with us. There's no question that we don't, we don't have to ask you to come. You're here. And we thank you, and we thank you with all of our heart for your faithfulness to us. You have always come through for Nazarene Bible College, and you've always come through for each one of us. Lord, I pray that you would come through right now for that group in, in Kentucky right now as they are, they are in great sorrow at this loss. Please bless the family of this district superintendent, but also bless all the, the pastors and the churches as they are without a leader right now and, and we'll be looking again and always to you to lead them. Father, be with all of them. And Lord, and I, and I think of our students. Um, some are just at the very beginning 
and yet some are at the very end. This is maybe their last year, but all of them and all of us need your hand and your protection and your guidance and your strength in these days ahead. Lord, it's a wonderful thing to start school. It's a wonderful thing to, to sit in our classes and learn, and, and I remember those days. But I also know that there are trials even at home, and there's uh, testing, and some feel that they're already stretched beyond their limits, Lord. But their limits are not your limits. That's why we turn to you. We know that you can do miracles right there, right there in the classroom, right there in their study area, right there in their jobs, right there in their homes. Father, thank you for being faithful to every student. Lord, there's not one that you leave out. And thank you also for being faithful to each one of us in the staff and the administration and the faculty. Lord, if we didn't have you every day, we couldn't make it. But every day your mercies are new and we give you thanks. Please bless this, the, the rest of this service and guide our speaker as he uh, speaks to us your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Dr. Len Bright and Professor Addig for helping us out this morning and truthfully for coming in off a sabbatical. But truthfully, he's been here every night this week welcoming our students. And we sure appreciate you guys and, and helping us out this morning. Well, it's been an interesting summer uh, for many of us. Uh, I had the privilege of attending 15 district assemblies since April uh, through the 1st of August. and telling the NBC story and meeting our alumni and meeting our current students and uh, also had the privilege of being at two of the PALCONs and uh, preach a camp meeting in Arizona. I had an interesting thing happen to me that camp meeting in Arizona has never happened to me in, in 40 years of ministry. I was heckled. Somebody disagreed with something I said and shouted it out. Um, after the service, a couple teenagers came up to me and apologized for that outburst from somebody who they quietened down um, and uh, said, well, we're really sorry that that happened, but that person sure proved your point. <laughs> and uh, so it, it's been an interesting summer, nearly 30,000 miles in the air, and, and I'm, I'm just glad to be home for a few days. Um, this morning, I, I, I spoke on this on Monday night, and um, I, I want us to look together at James, the book of James, uh, verses 19 through 25, and we have it projected, and, and um, you can either read there or read your Bibles or your phones or wherever you have your scripture. Beginning with reading with verse 19. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed 
in what he does. I'm often accused by my wife of not listening to her. Uh, she never resorts to a megaphone, although I'm sure at times that she does speak a little louder, trying to get through my thick skull. Um, it reminds me of a time when we were pastoring in Amarillo, Texas, and um, she had already gone home with, with our children, and I was doing what most pastors do, turning out the lights and locking up the church. Uh, that is what I was doing that night when I got in my car, drove home, and when I walked into the house, my wife looked at me and she said, where is Philip? Now, Philip was our three-year-old. And I looked at her and I said, well, he's with you. She said, Harold, I told you to bring him with you. And it suddenly dawned on me that I had left Philip at the church. I jumped in my car, drove as fast as the law would allow, and even a little faster to, to get to the church, went into that big sanctuary, turned the lights on, and walked down to the second pew where my young son was sound asleep. You see, when I preach, I can really put people to sleep. I mean, really do it. I gathered that boy up, and, and I'm not sure that he ever woke up. Now, those were the days before car seats. Does anybody remember that? So you just, you didn't, you didn't strap them in, just laid them on the back seat and went home. Uh, I tried to defend myself, but Cheryl just looked at me and she said, you didn't listen to me because I told you I was taking Tim and Rebecca and that you should bring Philip. I might have heard her, but I didn't listen to her. Uh, it reminds me of Sister Rudd when Dad pastored in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Sister Rudd uh, sat in about the third pew in the middle section, directly in front of the, of the pulpit. And, and every Sunday, uh, David and I would sit with my grandmother and my aunt. And um, every Sunday after the music, Sister Rudd would, would reach up and do something with her ear. Is like pulling on her ear. And then she would bob. And David and I got to the place that we would count the bobs before she went down. She would... And she was down. So it was a game for us. We weren't gambling, but we would say, and we'd count the bobs. One Sunday, I asked my dad after church, I said, Dad, every Sunday, Sister Rudd, she sits right in front of him and goes to sleep. I said, but before she does, she's messing with her ear. What is she doing? He said, son, she's turning her hearing aid off. <laughs> listening. This passage talks to us about listening. 
James reminds us that we should be quick to listen and slow to speak. You see, again and again, the scripture teaches us the virtue of listening. In Proverbs 8, 32, we read, Now then, my sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not ignore it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. And then in Proverbs 15, 31, the writer says, He who listens to a life-giving rebuke will be at home among the wise. Ecclesiastes reads, Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know what they, are, what, what they do wrong. Do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth, so let your words be few. As a dream comes when there are many cares, so the speech of a fool when there are many words. And then the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, we read the words of Jesus. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Hort says that the really good man will be much more anxious to listen to God than arrogantly and stridently to shout his own opinions. Skip this next cartoon, Vic, just go right on through that. You know, there's a real difference that I've learned through life of hearing and listening. I mean, you can hear but not listen. Listening is entering into what that person is saying. I, you know, I, I, have talked to, I have talked to people before and, and I'm in the middle of the story and, they're, and I know I'm not the most interesting person in the world, but sometimes I, I, I really want to tell somebody something and their eyes get glazed over. Have you ever seen anybody like that? Or you're talking to somebody and, and their eyes move from your conversation to the person behind or the person over here. They're not listening. Listening is to engage yourself in what that person is saying and experience that with them. Hearing is just, can be just noise. And the scripture is teaching us that we need to enter into what, what that person is experiencing. Listening is entering into it. So James says, my dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. Zeno said, we have two ears but only one mouth that we may hear more and speak less. Now, James also tacks on this, this idea of being angry. Be, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I, I, think, I think that's very interesting that he puts that in there with 
kind of a, a trifecta, if you will. Listen, don't speak, don't become angry. And the truth is that we live in a day that is filled with anger. I, I mean, all you got to do is 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 listen to the to the media and hear people arguing different points of view, and and, and they talk right on top of each other. Have you ever noticed that? Nobody's listening. Everybody's talking. Nobody's listening. And when that happens, it causes anger to, to boil up in your heart and in your mind. Nobody's listening to me. Nobody's listening to me. And so the scripture is teaching us that we really need to be careful about how we speak, how we listen, and not to become angry in the way we approach conversations and even media. I, honestly, I, honestly I, I have told my wife, I served as a pastor for 24 years and then as a district superintendent, and I see people post things on Facebook. Uh, I, I saw a, a pastor's wife post something on Facebook that just made me cringe talking about people in the church. And, and I told my wife when I read this, I said, do you think that, that any of the people in the church might be friends with her on Facebook? And, and, and do you think that even though she didn't give names, she talked about how they'd been mistreated and, and there was an anger building up in her as she was saying this? And, 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 I, and, I, and I, I looked at it and I said, how is that helping anything, right? And that's why sometimes when we really need to talk to somebody about something, it's best to either go see them or pick up the phone and talk to them. Because text messages and Facebook messages and emails cannot really communicate what you're feeling in your heart. William Barclay reminds us the accent of love always has more power than the accent of anger. And when anger becomes constant irritability, petulant annoyance, carping nagging, it always does more harm than good. So my dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Now, let me just stop here, and I'm gonna camp out here a minute. I think we're in the business of listening. Each and every day, you have opportunities to listen to your colleagues, to students that are miles and miles away from here. And I can tell you, folks, that the report I get when I go out among our students is that they are so thankful for the way that we listen to them. 
the way we, we, we work with them, the way we get invested in their life. And the truth of the matter is, if we're going to truly make a difference in their life, I mean, not just teaching them about the Bible and not just teaching them about how to, to live out the Christian life and how to, to serve Christ effectively, one of the things that we've got to make sure that we do is model this listening to them so that they know that we're not only hearing their words or reading their words, but we're becoming involved in their life through listening to them. Now, I can tell you that that takes practice. Um, it's not natural. It's more natural to tell your own story. That's more natural. It, it takes practice to listen to someone and to be engaged in that and to ask them questions, leading questions that pull out more of what they're trying to say. And it takes a lot of initiative on our part to be good listeners. But when we do, we are making a tremendous difference in the lives of those people that we touch. Listen. Be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to become angry. Um, I was working on this message and um, I, I, I been in early that morning and um, I came back out to get a cup of coffee and Melissa was sitting at her desk and uh, it was a beautiful morning and, and Melissa said to me uh, I said how, how, how are you doing Melissa and she said well I'm doing really well she said I, I heard a whippoorwill this morning and uh, she went on to express to me how, how she stood and listened to the singing of the whippoorwill. And um, then she went on to tell me that her, her grandparents lived on a farm and her grandmother, was it your grandmother, Melissa? Uh, loved birds and taught her, taught her the sounds of birds. And, and I saw the joy on her face at, at, at hearing that whippoorwill. She looked at me, she said, I didn't even know we had whippoorwills in Colorado. And so I went in my office and sat down and reflected on, on, on her experience. And um, I realized that I, I'd, I'd been in early that morning, there was no noise on campus. I mean, there was, I didn't hear any birds. And, and, I, and I thought, well, maybe, maybe the birds just came out when Melissa came in. And then I got to thinking about that. I, I didn't hear any birds because I didn't know the birds. I, I, I couldn't, I, about the only bird that I can tell you what the sound is, is an owl. Who, who? But a robin or a sparrow or 
I'm not even sure I can tell you what kind of bird it is that's flying. Because I, I never was implanted with that love for birds and their sounds. And I thought about that in relation to this message. When we know, when we know the Lord, when we hear His voice, we not only recognize it, but we take delight in it. But to do that, as James says, we need to be quick to listen and slow to speak. You know, I probably heard birds that morning, but because I didn't know them, it was just sounds. But Melissa, she heard the same birds. And because she knew them, she recognized and listened and received a blessing. You know, my prayer for all of us is that through this year, we will be better listeners to each other, to those that we minister to, to our students. Always take time to listen. Let me just tell you, folks, if we are too busy to listen to each other, and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about a football game or this type of thing. I'm talking about real life. If, if we're too busy to listen to each other, then we are too busy. We need to listen to each other and enter into each other's experiences so that we become a more cohesive team to work together to accomplish the mission. God help us all to be better listeners. Let's stand together. Father, I thank you so very much for your word and how it ministers to us again and again. I thank you for each person here in this room and the work they do on a daily basis to accomplish the mission that you have charged us with as a college. Oh Lord, I pray that you would help us to be better listeners to one another, to those that we contact and care for, our students. Oh God, may this be a year that we truly listen to you, to each other, and to those that we minister to. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Go in his peace.